Oh, what? Old timey ghost is both. No, no, no old timey ghost. Psh, no, it's on. Psh, no, it's not. Psh, no, it's on. Psh, oh. It's not. <laughs> Welcome to Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. How y'all doing? I said the ghost of Aaron. <laughs> oh, Sorry. the ghost of Aaron. Oh, no, no, no. How you guys doing? Cool. Hopefully good. Good to know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we got the holidays. Ho holidays. Yeah. Uh, today we celebrate National Trivia Day, even though my yeah. trivia day is Tuesday. We can still all appreciate trivia. Did we used to go on a Wednesday or a Monday at one point? Um, What was the Tiernanog one? I know. I feel like that may have been Wednesday. Might have been a Wednesday. Yeah. So, hey, that works. Yeah. Yeah. We should celebrate trivia every day. Should always learn useless facts about the world every day. No, Leslie is like a tr- trivia like master. What was it? I think... Yeah. Didn't we play something like Trivial Pursuit at like our first New Year's party or something? I think did so. Did we do that? Yeah, I, I think Christina like, had it. Between you and Jordan, y'all were like <laughs> rushing it. Sure. I think I wasn't even on your team, which is stupid. Why? Um, Who I think that? I, I think I know. I think that I think I think I was on like Emma's team, and then like okay. it was like a, we were like being egalitarian. You know, we're like yeah. splitting up the splitting up the Split band for some weird reason. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I was like, damn, like, I knew she was smart, but she, like, knows a lot of stuff. It's impressive. Yeah, so I'll never not be on your trivia team again. Yeah, we'll never make that mistake again. We'll never be separated. We were less married then. We were less married. We this is still, that was like the, like, the honeymoon phase, where we still, we were in love, but we didn't know each other as well as we do now. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now we're in our golden damn years. Golden damn years. (laughs) Um, so do you have a sugar breaker moment for the week? I do. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, I feel like I talked so long before we started. <laughs> not, like, we had to catch up. So we had to catch up. Mm, you asked me, if I, y'all, I texted her I when I'm watching American Horror Story. And then she's like, so tell me about American Horror Story. <laughs> I'm like, child, I have been texting you for 24 hours about this damn show. Because <laughs> uh, I watched one season in a whole in a day because <laughs> I was sick life and I was like, oh, okay. uh, wait life goals yeah, yeah watching a whole season of shows in a day that's true well that's not a good show to watch in a day because you'll get <laughs> crazy by the end of it you may you may murder someone yourself no you wouldn't do that that's horrible let's not say that and whatever but you know it's it can make you like paranoid or did it first now it doesn't now that I've rewatched like all of them yeah, I'm totally, I'm weirdly used to it. I was, sidebar, did I tell you the other night, uh, I woke up when I was first sick and I had the fever overnight, because that was the thing, the night times were the fevers. This is, says not through sugar baker moment, I'm just being a dick real quick. Um, <laughs> but um, I had this weird thing where I was like, you know, someone mentioned Kurt Cobain's death recently, and I haven't really looked into it, actually looked into it since it happened, you know, and I was like, Although I've heard theories and stuff, people just throw things at me, whatever. But I mean, and I've heard like references, but I'm like, I've never really like researched it myself. So it's 2.30 in the a.m. I have a fever at least 101. 
and I'm in the dark reading on my phone all the theories about Kurt Cobain's <laughs> death. And when I told my friend that the next day, she's like, you've been watching too much American Horror Story. That's <laughs> what so she said. She was like, no, like, even, like, you can't. And I did get legit spooked. I was like, okay, stop, stop reading. Nope, I can't do this. Because, like, there are pictures and stuff and whatever. I was like, no, no, I'm not doing this anymore, reading about someone's death in, at 2.30 in, in the dark on your phone when you have, like, a fever. You're just nuts. But she joked that she was like, I think you're, like, your tolerance has definitely heightened over the past year. I was like, uh, yes, it has definitely heightened over the past year. Anyway, um, and of course, I have all these theories about that damn show, so that's why I talked to you about it. Um, so my sugar baker moment, I'm not sure, and Leslie could not verify this necessarily, if I've talked about my friend Ashley's uh, Lady Loves of 2016, but I have a friend that on Facebook, what she does is um, she highlights someone every day that uh, inspires her and like makes her want to just like love people and whatever. She always has a different reason for doing it. And she gets into it with each person. And I always like them because I think it's just, and this is a very wonderful person. I, I adore her a lot. I mean, I just met her this summer. She was one of the people I met in Toronto, but as soon as I met her, I was like, this is a pretty great person. And then as I got to know her more, I was like, Oh crap. Like everyone else knows it. She's like even greater than I knew. Like I say, damn it, Ashley a lot because she's so sweet and stuff. Um, but, um, anyway, so I, I, I like these posts a lot cause I think it's just such a great idea. And since I just met her in July and we don't like, and I always feel like, you know, 20 minutes, like talking to the group or so. I don't remember how was it? 45 minutes. I have no idea how long actually it's a weird wobbly time. Right. Not long that I talked to these people and she was at the other end of the table. So it's not like I talked directly to her that much, but, um, um, I, I, I was like being a little envious monster the other day or actually it was weeks ago now, but, um, I was like, Oh man, this is such a cool thing she does. I'm kind of envious that I'm not close enough to her to like be one of them because I just like, I was like, it was that thing. It was like that almost like FOMO you know, thing that's like, I wish I was a more a part of this person's world even, you know, cause she's just so great. Um, but, but that was just like a passing, just kind of bratty thought. I didn't really think anything of it. Two days later, I get a notification because she's made a post with a picture that I forgot. She had, um, Christian take of us of the group with her phone. I forgot that that happened. I mean, I, I knew it at the time and I forgot that I've never seen because she was saving it for this post where she was talking about, and she like linked my fundraiser to Sri Lanka and she was talking about me and it was just so sweet. And I was like floored. And then I get a message from one of her friends a few days later that says that they're going to on noon on December 31st, there's going to be like a, like a mob of love Ashley. Mm-hmm. So it's already cool enough that she's doing like a lady loves thing, right? That she's like highlighting, because we always talk about women tearing each other down. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's people she doesn't even directly know. Like, one of the people was a trans woman that she knew online, but she's never met in person. And, like, it was, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, people who inspire her. It was great. So it was really a beautiful thing. I was happy. I was very thankful that they um, told me about it. They're, like, we're inviting everyone that she talked about. And um, I got to see a lot of the posts. And it was just so beautiful that, like, she never expected to get anything back from this, right? right. She was just like trying to encourage positive mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings and thinkings and, and love and all. And then 
And it was great because, like, they kind of expected just the people who were hosted as, like, lady loves because she did one for every day of the year to take part in this. But it was, like, everybody who knows her. Like, her her wall, like, crashed, you know? Like, it was amazing. Like, it wasn't everybody because not everyone is involved with social media. But it was people I know that, like, were, like just felt like they wanted to say something to. And it was all different forms of it. You know, like, snarky and sarcastic and, like, wonderful and just – and it was just so cute. So it was really – beautiful to see and um the one who one of the people who orchestrated i think it was multiple but the one who also texted or messaged me about it took a um screen cap of a conversation with her um when it happened when, like because noon is when it kind of started and then people were encouraged to of course in different time zones and stuff they're encouraged to post throughout the day like i posted my like 1 30 because i was donating um my blood but um so she took a screen cap of the conversation. She's like, okay, I hope you have a good day. Um, I hope for good things for you, is what she said to Ashley. And then Ashley's like, oh, thank you. I hope for, like, you have a really good day, too. And then, like, <laughs> the next is text is, like, all caps, like, what? What is happening? <laughs> it was so funny. Like, you can see that moment. She's like, what is happening? Because she's getting all these notifications, and people are just loving her. And someone else is like, she's crying. And I was like, oh. And so it was, like, an indirect sugar breaker girl moment. For me, that it was like I got to be first. I was a little jealous, baby, <laughs> because I've been kind of whatever lately with the holidays and all that stuff. Missing, I've been missing my people. So I was like, oh no, I wish I were a part of like this thing, and then I was a part of the thing, and then I got to be a part of an even bigger thing. Um, and so that was that was my sugar baker moment. What was your sugar baker moment? Uh, so I didn't have one until I got home. And oh man, that that. Um. But there's a book that I read last year, I think. It's called yeah. Sleeping Giants, and it is by Sylvain uh, Nouvel. I'm sure I butchered that. I'll put a link to it in the show like notes. It's the sci-fi one about, like, the weird mm-hmm. ancient robots, like, yeah. discovered and stuff. So, robots again. Yeah, I found out that it was part yeah. of a trilogy after I finished <gasps> the first, like, at the end of the first one. When it didn't end, I was like, why didn't it end? Like, what? Because it lands on a cliffhanger, and you're like, "Shit, I need to keep reading." Um, yeah. but it's at least a trilogy, and the email just says the the Themis Files series. So I, maybe um, the author is writing more. But I read it as an advanced reader's copy. So when mm-hmm. I read it, the first book wasn't even out to the public yet, and so oh, I'm going to have to wait forever. True. But I got an yeah. email today that um, the second one is called uh, "Waking Gods." it's going to be out soon, but they, since I read and reviewed the first one for them, they sent me a link to go ahead and download the second one. Shut up. That is so cool. Find out some of the stuff that happens to these characters that I got all involved with and then just like had to drop. So, but yeah, if you like sci-fi, it's worth reading. It's very well written. Um, it's engaging. It's it's a pretty quick read. Um, and I'm gonna add it to my reading list right now. Be warned, you're getting in for like at least a trilogy, maybe a series that's maybe maybe finished, I, but isn't like published completely yet. So I've never been like big on series, but um, my friend and I were just talking about that recently. That like there haven't been as many series lately, it seems, or something that are like you're hearing a lot of. She was funny because she was like. I mean, Twilight was the last one. I was like, no, there are others. No. Twilight was not the last one. But, um, well, I mean, she, then they were just like, oh, yeah, there are other ones. But um, 
um, sometimes it's nice to know that there's more coming. And that's why I like Saga. Mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, there's going to be more saga. Well, I mean, that's not why. That's because it's freaking good. But but it was fun to get into and be like, okay, there's going to be some more. Somebody you did know? A, um, an art piece of a baby, like a kitten lion cat. Mm-hmm. No. And it says fibbing, and that's like my background on my phone. Wait, I think I knew that. Yeah, it's like the little baby Wait, kitty. Yeah. Cat, but it says fibbing, yes. he's a kitten. Yeah. Yes, because... I think you originally said that to me when I had not read it yet, but I knew about it because you talked about it. And I was like, that's cute. I don't understand it. But that's, <laughs> you know, like, it's like how I do a lot of things. I'm like, I like it. I don't, I don't get it, it <laughs> but I like it. And then I got into it. Because um, I had a weird time where I didn't do graphic novels, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about the show. How about it? Yeah, so what did we watch this week? Mm, let's see. So you watched... Um, oh, I didn't change the number. It's season two. God, I wish I could have my cool voice to like read this, but I can't. It's a little bit like um, when singing. Phoebe, thank you, when Phoebe has her really good singing voice mm-hmm. when she gets sick, and she's like, she's like, oh no, that sexy, what is it? She calls it like sexy mucus rasp or something. I don't know. Um, this is not cracking like it was this morning. So I watched. <laughs> it was about to crack there. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode nine, the first aired November twenty third, nineteen eighty seven, called "I'll Be Seeing You." Now, the description reads: Charlene gets the chance to date an army colonel who inspires her to dream of a nineteen forties wartime romance. Um, I'm annoyed with the word "colonel." It's the stupidest <laughs> English word in the world. I hate it so bad. I hate it so bad. It's just an idiot word. Speaking of learning um, new things about... Oh, that you didn't know that about I didn't know that. <laughs> Look, the golden years doesn't mean doesn't that mean we can't... The magic's... We know the magic's not the ever going to die, so... I just had this thought. I'll share it live on air. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I had this thought while I was um, uh, organizing some books today to be shelved. I was like, look, if I get married or whatever... And I say to my spouse, you're the love of my life. Um, there is going to have to be like a caveat if I'm using the word right, because I clearly you exist. And so I might be like, (laughs) I had this thought and I was like, I was like literally like trying to put books in order. I was like, how can I say it? I was like, Oh, I've got it. They'll be my romantic love of my life because Leslie already took the actual love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm an actual asshole. I know I'm well aware of that. Um, So let's get into this episode. Speaking (laughs) of assholes, I don't know. So for the first time ever, I want it Mm -hmm. noted. We are not starting. I know we are starting. I heard your voice. I heard your voice in my head <laughs> saying, so we started at Sugar Bakers. Like, but I was like, no, 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 we're not. But we're not. It's so weird. Ridiculous. It's Season so two. Weird. Um, so they are playing, I, I guess, bridge. I don't know. Cause it looks yeah, like probably. It's a lot of cards. Yeah. That was a trivia question at trivia last night. That's redundant. How many decks? No, it was something about bridge. And I was like, I don't, I've never played that. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um. So Mary Jo is singing uh, Sixteen Candles" by the Crests to Charlene, yeah. even though it's not Charlene's birthday for another three days. But Mary yeah. Jo's like, I know, I'm just practicing. So cute. Getting prepped. Um. Excuse me. And Suzanne tells them that the next time Olivia May gets sick, they can just invite somebody else to play cards because she doesn't like cards. Um, yeah. She, she likes like simple no. games, like the ones you play when you're little. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Julia, who never wanted to miss an opportunity to uh, take a jab at Suzanne, uh, yeah. tells her, we've been over that. Charlene doesn't have a picture of a donkey. And It's a good jab. <laughs> it's a good jab. Uh, so yeah. while they're playing, Anthony is trying to set up the, air quotes, video recorder. Mm-hmm. And because I reacted to that word, too. I was like, oh, come on. Because mm-hmm. Charlene rented Follow the Fleet, which stars Ginger Rogers, because she loves Ginger Rogers. And yeah. she's trying to figure out why she loves her. And she says it's probably because she's from Missouri as well. Oh. oh. This um, sparks like an entire her. strange conversation where yeah. Suzanne asks if she's the one who's married to Roy. And Mary Jo yeah. is like, no, Dale Evans is married to Roy Rogers. And Suzanne sarcastically apologizes and notes that she doesn't keep up with the Rogers family. And Julia yeah. says, that's not quite true. Taking another jab. You know, Mr. Rogers. And then she. Look, he was the best one. The so best. don't even try to play. We all love He was him. the best one. Don't even try to play. And she, in like a manner of like teaching little children, says yeah. very slowly, can you say discard? That Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that's what she was doing. Yeah. Okay. And so at this point, Anthony has got the VCR up and running. And Charlene tells him that they have to at least stay and watch Hollywood Canteen with them, which I was like, I've seen that. And then I looked it up and I was like, nope, JK, there's a movie also called Stage Door Canteen. That's like the same fucking thing with different characters, probably different studios. I think MGM was one and maybe Warner's was the other. I'm not sure. But, Hmm. um, it's the same premise about how they used to have kind of like the USO for home. Like they had like Hollywood people who would come and entertain the troops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony says, you know, no, thanks. I'm not too big on World War II <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons, even though that's not obvious to them. Yeah. Because Suzanne asks him, you know, well, like, why not? What's wrong with it? Are you a communist? <laughs> Oh, my God. And Anthony says, no, you know, I had some uncles in the army and the black soldiers were segregated, even though they still had to fight for their country. Yep. And Charlene's like, well, I see your point. But for me, it was such a romantic time. Everybody going off to battle. You never know if you'll see each other again. And in all caps, I had some commentary that I sent you. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to share it? No, I can Okay. What the fuck is romantical about people killing each other and never coming home from war? Yeah. It's not romantic. Yeah. Hollywood made it all up so they could just sell war bonds. Yep. Like, that's there's nothing romantic about saying goodbye to someone, maybe for the last time, and going off and killing a bunch of other people just because you don't agree with them. Like, what? I. It's kind of the same, like, when people say, okay, particularly when, like, Like, the Ted Mosby effect is what I think of it. Like, when people say, like, I'm a romantic, whatever. Sometimes it's just, like, an excuse to be an asshole. And so, like, kind of, so, like, this isn't saying that she's an asshole. No, no, no. But but my point being, like, when someone's, like, it's just romantic. It's, like, no, you have not had to experience this. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can romanticize it. Yeah. But... It doesn't mean that it's romantic. No. That is the scariest and saddest thing that someone has to do. And people are still doing, yo. Like, there's always a war. Yep. There's, only there's always been, a war. Like, maybe a year of days in recorded human history combined mm-hmm. that there has not been a war somewhere in the world. Yeah. 300 and some odd days. And how long yeah. have you been writing and I guess, down? Yeah. 
I guess the thing is that people think of it as when the Americans came into World War II, you know, way late into the game, mm-hmm. that we were coming in to, like, help yeah. and save. And I think that's the romanticizing of it, you know, is that, like, it's not been the same time as when we're invading places and yeah. taking people's land and that kind of thing. And so in that way, it's like, yay, like, we helped. But, like, look at how many years we were in there. And people were just, uh, lives are being destroyed in the whole time. Like, we can't, you know, like, you can't just, I don't know. It's, but it's also, like, this weird, like, romanticizing or, like, like false nostalgia for a time you didn't live through. That's the thing. Like, I feel really bad. Like, while I was watching this, I was kind of like, I think only people who weren't alive could romanticize it in that way. You know? But then I know that there are people who were alive who were, like, things were different. When, like, they get nostalgia. yeah. I guess you have a way of like like, blocking out, like glossing over and blocking out the bad things to remember the good. Yeah. Maybe. But that's the thing is it always gets a little weird when someone can get, can, can get nostalgia and romanticize time periods that they had nothing to do with. Yeah. You know, it just gets a little weird to me, which I know people do. Because too, like, and, and like, if you didn't live through it, your only, um, view of it is like, is like Hollywood. So is like classic Hollywood, but when you look at the history of it, you know, the segregation, the racism, like oh everything that they put on film is like mm-hmm. either sugarcoated or a lie. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at like the Hayes Code and all of the things that you couldn't do on film, it's all of the things that humans do in real mm-hmm. life. And so you have this romanticized like, oh, everything yeah. was pure and happy. And it's like, no, that's all the shit they would let them print. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, and Charlene even brings up next, she's like, you know, all the confetti falling and the jitterbugging and the big bands. And like, I would have met every ship at, at every port. And Suzanne says, well, that doesn't tax my imagination. But like, oh my gosh, that's her, like, that's her only exposure to it. Uh-huh. And then uh, Mary Jo kind of changes the subject a little bit and asks her what she wants for her birthday. And she says nothing. And Julia kind of like, you know, nudges her a little bit and gives her a look. Yeah. And she says, well, I want a soldier. Mary Jo quickly fires back. What branch? And she says, it doesn't matter as long as he's sweet, handsome, and brave and looks like he just stepped out of World War II. And Mary Jo says, well, we saw one of those last week, but Julia didn't think you'd like him. I like that because I was like, child, come on. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. That's a long list. Hilarious. Um, And so now we go to Sugar Bakers. Yes. And this is where we get to meet Bill for the first time. And Charlene makes an adorable fool of herself. Oh my god, this is my... Like, she totally makes up for us, me kind of rolling my eyes in the whole last scene. Yeah. Because he walks in, and it's like she picked him out of a Sears catalog. <laughs> like, I want that one. Yeah! Um, Although people kind of say that kind of that, that happens sometimes with, like, soulmates and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she obviously thinks that, that the girls have cooked up something for her birthday. Yes. And wildly embarrasses herself without even realizing, she, realizing she's embarrassing herself. She's embarrassing oh, Mary Jo it. and Suzanne, like, for her. Um, yeah. She thinks that this guy is an actor and he's a friend of Suzanne's. And she's like, okay, so where are we going to dinner? And he's very cute about the whole thing. And he's like, I gave you time. Oh, my God, adorable. And she says, yeah. well, how about the Ritz-Carlton? We can eat on the balcony and afterwards we can dance like it's World War II. She's obsessed with World War II. She's um, obsessed. Which I guess this makes sense because it leads up to her dream because she's like constantly talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and so Bill okay. agrees to the date and then asks her name. And she's like shocked. She, she's like, like, you didn't know. 
Um, but then after all that's kind of squared away, he gets down to his real business being there, which is um, his dad was an army general and he recently passed. And he's talking about, you know, like still being emotional about it. And Charlene again, stepping in, putting her foot in her mouth. She says, you know, oh, come on. I said, I'd go with you. You don't have to make up a story. And Julia <laughs> <laughs> says, I'm deeply sorry. She's off her medication. So in honor of his dad, they are going to refurbish one of the lounges at the VA hospital in his memory. And he says, you know, it's not a big job, but they would like to make it special. And this is the part when you texted me about her clapping. Oh, yeah. She's clapping and saying, happy birthday to me. (laughs) She's very. I mean, that is the most me thing I've seen anyone on this damn show do. Just, like, make a fool of yourself saying happy birthday to me and clapping because there's a cute boy who walks in the room. There's a cute boy. Girls do dogs yeah. for cute boys. Um, <laughs> so, Is that a quote or did you just say it? Uh, Well, it's an old, like, an old joke. Um, I think Logan and I started, or Logan started it because mm-hmm. he used to always look at me and go, Leslie, why do boys do dumb things? It's like, because oh. of girls. And then I would, like, turn it around and I'm like, why do girls do dumb things? Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to their date and they're getting the getting to know each other phase. Um, he's only been Atlanta for a year and we find out that she has made a phone call to the base to check up on him to make sure he is indeed in the service. Um, yeah. And she's like very transparent about the whole thing. She's trying to lie about it. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make a very good Matahari. <laughs> and then at this point he like grabs her hand which i thought was really sweet because she's kind of yeah her arms crossed and he like reaches out and grabs her hand um and he confines in her that she's the first person he's been out with since his wife died and he's like hardcore like attracted to her because he talks about all the feelings that she stirred up in him and then she's like oh what and he's like lust <laughs> I can't believe, I, you know, then what, I think there was a reaction from the audience that was like, wait, or something, yeah. right? Because yeah. I didn't hear exactly they said lust. I just assumed he was going to say that. And so I had to rewind. But it was so funny that, like, the reaction from the audience, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, he jumps off with that one. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. go you. They go back to her mm-hmm. apartment, and she's like, I can't believe how much we have in common. We both cry at the national anthem, and when people don't put their hands over their hearts, then we get mad, and our favorite song is I'll Be Seeing You. And I'm like, damn, that's so much in common. Oh, my God. Y'all are both patriotic. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, it might be a little too much, <laughs> too much. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but he, and he, like, good-naturedly kind of ribs her and says, yeah, I think maybe this calls for children. But then they start making yeah. it out, and it's cute and dumb and whatever. And yeah. um, she asks him if he ever gets the feeling like he was born in the wrong time. Again, this, like, false I just, oh, oh, I, like, grunted out loud. I was like, I was like come uh. on. <laughs> and he says, you know, all the time. And she invites him in, even though he's, like, technically in. She invites him in. And he tells her that he wants her so bad his teeth ache. Wow, was it, when you said it like that, it kind of felt like a double entendre. No, it was, because he was already in the apartment. I, okay. And his, response, <laughs> like, his response is like, I want you so bad my teeth ache. Yeah. But if I go in there, even the jaws of life couldn't get me out, so I'd better not. Like, mm-hmm. she was inviting him for the evening, and he was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, <laughs> I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then they make out for a hot minute, and then it cuts to a record, pla- like, blasting, like, swing music. 
Mm-hmm. And Charlene falls asleep to this record on the couch, and this is where she has her uh, Hollywood canteen style dream, which mm-hmm. is amazing and completely and totally over the top. And oh, wonderful. I loved it. And she's a, a sharp talking waitress in this Hollywood canteen, and the boys are all shipping out, and everybody's asking her to get engaged. And uh, she tells the boys at one table she just got engaged a few minutes ago, and they ask her to who, and she said, the guy's over there. And come to find out there are nine of them, and they all pitched in. They're like, we bought you a ring! And um, so she agrees to marry them, too. And Suzanne comes in (laughs) in her Mm. full pageant uh, getup, including the crown, and she has on a sash that says Miss Warbonds 1944. Oh, I love that. With her boyfriend, uh, Daddy Warbucks, (laughs) who... Might or might not still be breathing right now. Uh, very old. No, he's not. He's not. That's right. I don't know at what point he stopped that. breathing because Julia doesn't right. comment that he's not. Um, and... Well, that's what that's how Charlene just describes him. She says that like he died, but like she found out she was in the will. Oh, so yeah, she's I didn't just. Get that. I wrote keeps, that down. It's really strange. That's weird. Um, yeah. And then she points out that Suzanne is the best gas siphoner in the count in the country. I thought that was a double entendre yes. or a euphemism or whatever as well. Yeah. yeah. I okay. Was. Yeah. I couldn't tell if I'm just being dirty. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you're not. supposed to be. And okay. uh, Mary Jo is the cutest cigarette girl who has ever existed in the history of cigarette girls. Yes. And um, she Too mistakes much. Suzanne's date for her grandfather and offers him a cigar. Uh, and then she boob count. I still need to look up the number, but there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you know your cleavage is showing? Oh, so great! I, I bet love you have to sleep on your back, don't you? Oh my god! Uh, and get some was, magnificent hmm. bosom in this. Oh my god! Glad that it was commented upon. So amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And Suzanne wants cigarettes, but Mary Jo says that they're on the ration list, so she doesn't have them. And Suzanne says, yes, but that doesn't apply to me. I'm the current Miss Warbonds, not to mention Miss Hit Parade, Miss Lutz Soap, and Miss Air Raid Shelter. You're a lousy cigarette girl. You got no cigarettes, no candy, and no good games. All you have is cards. <laughs> I like how they brought that back around. Yep. And Mary Jo tells her, you know, I told you, Miss Warbonds, I don't have a donkey or a tail, but if I did, I would surely pin it on you because you sure are one, okay? Sassy. I like what Mary Jo is sassy. Yes, best. Um, and then Mary Jo goes over to talk to Charlene, and she says, you know, I just want to thank you again for having me in your dream. I love being a 40s dame. It makes me feel so big and sassy and brassy. These letters I mean, are- she's like that always. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And uh, she says, these letters are all addressed to me, and they're all from Ted. Why are you uh. scrubbing them? Lipstick again? Uh-huh. Every letter he sends me from the front makes me wonder, where exactly is the front? <laughs> mm. And then Bill walks in. And he and Charlene literally shove people out of the way in their hands. I love that so freaking much. It was so cute. I so loved it. So cute. Uh, it's very dramatic. And he immediately asks her to marry him and asks oh if she's engaged. And she throws the rings that all the, sol- the soldier and sailor boys have bought for her and says, not anymore. And he says, I got to go shoot down some Nazis now. But when I return, we'll live happily ever after. And they tell each other they love each other. And then she starts singing I'll Be Seeing You with one of those really cool old-timey microphones. Oh, I love it. And then he walks out, and five seconds later, a telegram comes for Charlene Fraser because he is missing in action two whole-ass seconds after he left because dreams. And yep. uh, Julia is the air raid safety warden who comes with the message that uh, if, you know, 
a bomb is dropped. You need to cover and put your head between your legs in the event of a bomb. And Suzanne says, oh, get serious. I can't even touch my toes. And Julie oh my says, God, you can't even that. see your toes. Even yeah. if you are my sister, I'm going to have to write you up for failure to ration. Everyone knows you run around in stockings, eating chocolates, and siphoning you know what. Gasoline breath. Mm-hmm. And Julian, that trench coat, though. She's got the trench coat. I, it made me think of her, her like, dress that yep. she loves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Suzanne says, well, I'm a celebrity. I have to stay strong and keep morale up. And Julia mm-hmm. says, uh, you know, speaking of morale, how long has your date been dead? Yeah. And Charlene walks through the crowd in a wedding Weird dress. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Julia asks her what she's doing in that getup. And... But, but she asked in a very specific way. She's like, I don't have time for a long story. Yeah. <laughs> what are what you doing? Basically basically? Are you doing? <laughs> yes. What basically are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And Charlene says she wants to be ready if he comes back. And everybody wants Julia to sing just one song. And she says, no, 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 I'm not prepared. And one yeah. Taylor says, please, it might be our last time. And she says, well, since you put it that way, throws mm-hmm. on her cap, ditches the trench coat, just like her evening with Reese in her nightgown. Yep. To reveal an evening gown that looks like the American flag, which is magnificent. And I also shout out to her lipstick. For some reason, oh I really liked gosh, her lipstick. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. You- <laughs> um, so Julia starts singing the White Cliffs of Dover very beautifully. And then Anthony comes in with a couple of his unit mates, and they're telling him, you know, you can't be in here because segregation, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, well, I fight for my country like the same as you do. And Charlene tells him she wants to jitterbug. And the sailor says, you two can't dance. And Charlene says, oh, yeah, this is my dream. We can do whatever we want. Oh, my God, this whole thing. (laughs) I like that because... It brought back, you know, the earlier conversation that she's like, well, it's just romantic, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, but it was not good for my people, you know. Yeah. And so it like, and then brings she, that into it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Charlie, they're very cute dancing. They are very cute. They jitterbug. Yeah. I love watching Anthony dance. It's very cute. Yes. Um, and then Reese comes in in uniform. <laughs> Man, they screamed again, the stu- live studio damn audience. He had to, like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Major General Reese Watson. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, he's looking for Julia Sugarbaker, also known as yeah. the Terminator. Oh my god, I love how he literally said that. Yeah, and I love how she like swings her legs over, like I guess she's sitting on the piano and like shows a bunch of thigh as she walks over. Yeah, there. I know that too. Oh, that was really cute. Um, yeah, and he says that the president wants her to make a phone call to be broadcast to troops all over the world, and she's like, "Okay, who do you want me to call?" And he says, "Hitler." <laughs> Just tell him off. The president feels that you are the only person who can give our troops the final push to win the war. And Anthony says, this calls for piano accompaniment. Oh, my God. So he starts playing the piano, and Julia calls Hitler. So I have her whole speech here. This is Charlene's dream. Oh, my God. Are you going to read it? Yeah. I have my commentary, too. I can leave that out or put it in. Okay. Is that? Are you asking if you should? Yes. Your commentary is better even than just the, the speech, so okay. I need to at least have that. Okay, I'll insert it then. Thank you. Okay, All right, yeah. so Julie says, Mr. Hitler, Julie Sugarbaker here, American citizen. I just want you to know, Mr. Hitler, that no matter how many overgrown, stiff-armed bully boys you surround yourself with, that aside from being evil incarnate, you will always be just a short, little, ill-tempered mongrel weakling who, for all his concerns about pedigree, can't even grow a good-looking mustache. 
And no matter how many rockets light the skies over Germany, you will never find your way through the haze of Winston Churchill's cigar smoke and all the goose-stepping soldiers left on God's green earth can't step high enough to get you over Franklin Roosevelt's wheelchair. And I'll tell you why, Mr. Hitler. Because we're America, and we've got John Wayne, who did not fight in the war, and Jimmy Stewart, who was kind of a dick in real life, and Betty Grable. Those legs, though, definitely insured. And Audie Murphy... (laughs) nothing really to say about him seemed like a decent enough dude and eddie rickenbacker flying planes and shit and eddie murphy not born yet (laughs) and black so wouldn't have been in too many movies and louis armstrong hell yes ma'am we do have him and babe ruth (laughs) balls and dwight eisenhower war and jackie robinson blazing them trails and bob hope bob hope america's real sweetheart and ginger rogers dancing up a storm and roy rogers no relation and will rogers again no relation and yes, Mr. Hitler, we've even got Mr. Rogers. Probably born, but not old enough to be known at this point. And oh. That is why, as long as there is one amber wave of grain, at this point she gets cut off by the operator, who says, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your three minutes are up. That's so funny. And she's like, but I wasn't finished. And no. Reese is like, well, you know, you have now. Thank you, Miss Sugarbaker, and your country thanks you too. And then he shakes her hand. Mm-hmm. And Anthony starts singing My Country Tis of Thee, a la Ray Charles, sunglasses and all. So good. And the sailor says, he can't sing like Ray Charles, it's only the 1940s. And Mary Jo <gasps> jumps off a counter. And says, yeah. you don't get it, do you? This is America, you big palooka. I don't know what that means. And in America, you can dream anything you want. And then everyone joins together in song. Oh, and so Charlene's hand is on her heart, but they're not singing the national anthem. Um, and then they show like the actual footage from the war. Yeah, and, indeed, this shit is not romantic. Like people are yes. dying, there are bombs. It's yes. terrible. Yeah, and then it um shows Truman, and then overlays it with the words that the war is over, and then that's where like the cel- the footage of the rejoicing and the celebration. Yeah, um, begins, and so like if we're so freaking romantic, how many how come so many people are really happy when it's over? Yeah. Um, and then Charlene wakes up kind of suddenly from her dream and she's really worried because in her dream, um, Bill was lost in action and didn't come back. Mm-hmm. And so she's really upset. And we go back to Sugar Bakers and Anthony is going over to the veterans hospital to get the measurements of the room and stuff. And then I thought it was really cute on his way out. He said, I'll be seeing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah. And Charlene was worried because her dream is plane was shot down and she's worried that something really did happen to him. And Mm -hmm. Suzanne tells her she's really gone off the deep end. And Charlene says, I've not gone off the deep end. And furthermore, if I want your opinion, Miss Warbonds, I'll ask for it. (laughs) I love how she threw that in there. It's hilarious. (laughs) And then I thought it was cool how, like, even when they're doing this, like, meet cute episode between the two of them, like, they bring up mm-hmm. issues because we cut to Anthony talking to uh, a black American veteran and he, I love that. the veteran is talking about the battle of the bulge because he was there. And that was like Hitler's last like push. And it was very mm-hmm. intense. And he's talking about how he lost most of his company. And like those guys mm-hmm. were his friends and, you know, no matter how old he gets, they'll always be boys to him because they were so young. And mm-hmm. he talks about his unit, which was a segregated unit. Um, that held on at that battle and like really, you know, was a turning point in the war. And he says, like the story, I guess that sticks with him most is like when they liberated Europe and he saw a Jewish man uh, as they were kind of, I guess, liberating some of the camps 
and the man did not ask him, are you a Negro? He asked him, are you an American? Mm-hmm. And the man started to cry when he said yes. And the, the man took his hand and he kissed it. And he said, God bless you, son. We've been waiting for you. And I was just like, damn. My goodness. In the fields. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like hitting you in the fields, like throwing in some education and like bringing up issues mm-hmm. that like no really, nobody really talks about because like who writes history books? Um, yeah. And like those stories don't always get told. And, mm-hmm. um, the, the man says, you know, soon we'll all be gone. And then like his friend's like, well, it's past my bedtime. And he shakes Anthony's hand and, and Anthony says, you know, thanks for winning the war and everything. And he thanks the, the man, the gentleman that he's been talking to with the story and his name is Mr. Woods. And, um, he says that he accepts his thanks and he also accepts it for all the boys at Bastogne where he, like, oh his company. and, mm-hmm. um, so Charlene has gone to look for Bill at the base. Yeah. And she's talking to a dude who says that a colonel had that name. This was his office. But, like, this was his office during World War II. And he starts, like, pulling out mm-hmm. the files and kind of, like, dusting them off and stuff. Like, they're really old. It was literally dusty. Like, he blew dust. He blew dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And he's like, yeah, Colonel Bill Stillfield went to Europe and was shot down on November 2nd, 1943. And Charlene's like... But that's today, and I'm like, where's this one? Yeah. Zone music. <laughs> I've watched too much American Horror Story. I'm like, he could have been a ghost. That's fine. <laughs> he could be a ghost. I would totally buy that. And then she's all upset, and she goes home, and he just shows up like on her doorstep. So like, he's followed her home. That's kind of creepy, but that's it's supposed creepy. to be romantic. Um, yes. So he says that you know he just made this up. This is a joke to pay her back because she kept like calling and checking up on him and stuff. Yeah. And he had no idea she would take it this seriously, and he's really yeah. sorry. Yeah. And all of this is ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, she cries in his arms, and he apologizes, and he's like, "I'm shipping out tomorrow." And then they start kissing, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, maybe not tomorrow, but we can pretend." Jeez. And then it cuts to them dancing. She's in her nightgown wearing his hat. Um, and they there's a cover of I'll Be Seeing You playing as they dance in the living room and kiss and make out and be all great. I loved how it was like the shoes, you know, you see at first and the champ. And I was like, yeah. ooh. But then yeah. it's like even more cute because she has her like nightgown or like robe on and yeah. um, his hat. His hat. And they're dancing, slow dancing, barefoot. Oh, it's so cute. That's very cute. <sighs> did you have a favorite outfit? I did. I have two. So if you want to go first. No, you got to go first. Okay. It's a tough choice. Um, I know. You can pick two, two if you want. Uh, the first one. Two. Okay, cool. The first one is Mary Jo's cigarette girl outfit. Oh, it's mine too. Yes. Okay. So I'll pick the other yes. one. You can have the one. Um, what? Oh, the fine. other one is Julia's flag. Um, oh my god, yeah. Evening gown. Specifically when she, and I have a screen cap of it, so I'll post it. Specifically when she, like, fullings the trench coat off, because she looks very mm-hmm. Betty Davis. Like, her face is mm-hmm, just very, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. no-nonsense Betty Davis, and it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, my voice is going, oops. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Um. So yeah, I also had the cigarette girl, and I liked um Charlene's outfit at the end with the, his hat on. Um, but that I'm just in like a pervy mood, but I was like, look at Mary Jo in that damn outfit where she's got the <laughs> stockings where you can see the mm-hmm. seam. Oh, get out of here, girl. Yep. I can't do it. A little green hat. 
oh my god, this stupid ass hat. I can't even do with it. And that is like, it is so short. I swear at the short. end, you see her underwear. I'm like, oh, yeah. I hope it's her underwear. They let it go on screen because she'd be embarrassed. <laughs> but it is like so short. Um, and I actually just love, I took a screen cap and I'll put on like her Instagram of like um, the three women when I love her. Like, so it's Charlene in her damn wedding dress with her hand over her heart. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Warbonds and uh, <laughs> Cigarette Girl. It's just so funny. Beautiful. Oh, man. So good. Uh, so I guess that's our show, huh? That's our show. All right. Yeah. Find yeah. us on the internet. Yeah, thanks. I was going to say, where can people find us? Uh, Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest. If you like us, please take a minute to rate and review us on the iTunes so we can boost those, that visibility yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. happens. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. Bye. It's like eight minutes, you know. <laughs> Everything's great. Um, eight whole minutes. We could have had it all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always mix the two. I do that, and then I also do um, uh, uh, fire set fire to the rain. Like I, I go, I kind of go in between the two. Like <laughs> I can't sing right now, but you know, it's like we could have had it all with like eight L's, you know. <laughs>